Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Ranking Member Obernolte, as well as Chairwoman Ledger Fernandez, and members of the subcommittee as well, for allowing me to be here today to talk about what I think is very important legislation. Now, Central Washington is my home, but it is also home to many dedicated law enforcement officers who are well-immersed and well-respected within their communities. However, just like many other rural communities across the country, our officers are overworked and underpaid, partly due to the recent upticks in, in violent crime, gang activity, and certainly a surge of illegal drugs such as fentanyl. At the same time, Central Washington's native communities are unfortunately the epicenter of some of the epicenter of some of our state's missing and murdered indigenous women uh, issues, the, the huge crisis in, in our country. Perhaps one of the greatest demonstrations of the close relationships between our tribal and non-tribal communities are our law enforcement partnerships. You know, crime knows no boundaries, and it's clear to me, as well as to my constituents, that our law enforcement community operates together to protect our interests and maintain public service for all of Central Washington. In meeting with the tribes and law enforcement officers that I represent, I've heard a resounding message. We need more resources, we need more help, and we need more qualified officers. To address these needs, I introduced the Parity for Tribal Law Enforcement Act. First, this bill makes tribal communities safer by reducing administrative barriers for tribal law enforcement officers to enforce federal law. Most tribal law enforcement officers are currently operating under self-determination contracts with the Bureau of Indian Affairs. These officers are currently required to meet training requirements, pass a background investigation, and possess nearly the same qualifications as a state or local law enforcement officer in order to enforce federal law. Currently, officers under these contracts have to enter Special Law Enforcement Commissions, or SLECs, in order to enforce federal law. Many tribes, including the Colville tribe in my district, already have SLECs in place and enforce federal law. These, these can be extra hurdles for tribes in Washington as well as across the country who are already strained in their budgets and lacking in qualified officers to fill spots. So this bill aims to eliminate these burdens by clarifying that Tribal law enforcement officers have the same authority to enforce federal criminal laws as non-tribal federal officers, provided that they meet the same training, the same background, and other requirements. Second, the bill increases officer retention and re recruitment efforts by providing tribal law enforcement agencies with the option to access, access federal pension and retirement benefits. You know, during my meetings with tribal partners, one of the most immediate challenges they face with law enforcement is losing their law enforcement officers to other law enforcement agencies. In fact, I heard from one county sheriff that actually told me he actively recruits tribal law enforcement because of the quality of the tribal trained officers and, and the relationships that they have within their tribal communities. He's often successful in hiring these individuals because he can offer a more competitive package of benefits than the tribal officers can access otherwise. All the tribes that I've spoken to have told me that providing these benefits will help them attract and retain officers. While there are costs associated with pro providing these benefits to officers based on the data available so far for our review, 
we have reason to believe that the cost will be very minimal. Regardless, the bill would significantly reduce the overall cost of recruiting new tribal law enforcement officers and increase public safety by keeping a higher number of good, qualified officers who have appropriate training on tribal lands. Many tribal law enforcement officers already enforce federal law as part of their regular duties. Providing federal benefits to these tribal officers is simply treating them fairly and in parity with their fellow officers with whom they work often on a daily basis. This bill benefits the entire law enforcement community and the safety, safety of all of our communities, both tribal as well as non-tribal, by increasing literally the amount of ground law enforcement officers are able to cover, which is a significant challenge in rural areas of central Washington that I represent. And finally, enabling our tribal communities with the ability to better recruit and retain qualified law enforcement officers is a step in preventing and investigating devastating cases of missing and murdered indigenous women. I'm proud that this bill has the support of several Washington state tribes, some of whom are here today to talk about how this important legislation would improve their public safety efforts. I believe it is long past time that we make these necessary changes and support each and every member of our law enforcement community. I look forward to working with tribal communities across the country to raise awareness of these issues and improve public safety. Thank you once again. I would urge the committee to pass this legislation as soon as possible. Thank you very much, and I yield back. Thank you so much, Representative Newhouse, for that work and summary on this important issue. Uh, now I would like to transition to our first panel of witnesses for today. As we transition the witnesses, I'll go through the introductions. Under our committee rules, oral statements are limited to five minutes, but you may submit a longer statement for the record if you choose. When you begin, the on-screen timer will begin counting down and will turn orange when you have one minute remaining. I recommend that members and witnesses joining remotely lock the timer on the screen. When you go over the allotted time, I will tap my gavel and kindly ask you to please wrap up your statement. After your testimony is complete, please remember to mute yourself to avoid any inadvertent uh, background noise. I will allow the entire panel to testify. We regret the question portion of the hearing, which in this instance is one. <laughs> so uh, I will now recognize uh, 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 Riza Pangaria, who is the Principal Deputy Assistant Secretary for Indian Affairs in the Department of the Interior for five minutes. <laughs> 